And as for as long as I can remember, money, honestly, money's always made me feel stupid. You know, that became so clear to me. And I've always felt inferior to money. So I would get money in my life, not know what to do with it because I was never taught how to handle money. I'd feel stupid for not knowing what to do with it. And then I would feel inferior. And then I would spend it as fast as I could because the longer I held on to it, the more stupid I felt. And then when I blew through the money, I would feel terrible. The shame would sit in, swallow me whole, and then I would hate myself. And that was my cycle and my experience with money. everyone i'm kara and i'm caleb and welcome to the kara and caleb show when it comes to life we believe it is so important to ask the right questions but also to learn how to live in the tension and the uncertainty of those questions yes when we learn to live in the tension of unanswered questions we become more resilient more radiant and more human on this podcast we explore the questions that have shaped and defined the lives of our guests and then we dive deep into the beauty and the transformational process that occurs as we wait for answers that may or may not come as we expected. So join us as we explore what's possible when we are able to rest in the tension and live the questions of our lives right now. I've got the heart of a What is up, everyone? Caleb here. I am jumping on today's episode of To The Point Solo. But before I get started, I just want to say that I hope that wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I hope and trust that your heart is well. And if you're currently in the thick of it, just know I'm sending you all the light and love. And I just want to remind you that despite uh, what it feels like, despite what you're going through, uh, I just want to remind you that you're doing a great job. So make sure you're not being so hard on yourself and you're showing yourself some compassion along the way. So today I just wanted to take a few minutes and elaborate on the second half of episode five with Christine Owenow, where we talked about wealth consciousness. And if you listen to that episode, you know that I read a short snippet of a kind of vulnerable apology letter to money. And honestly, if you haven't listened to that episode, I'm not just saying this, I highly, highly, highly encourage you to do so. Um, It was a fascinating episode, and Christine is honestly one of the most magical, most wise, most humble, just overall most brilliant people you will ever meet. She is so, so, so full of wisdom, and I promise you, you will take something away from that episode. But to give you a little context, um, when I first met Christine, Kara and I were having breakfast with her in, in Venice, California, and she started talking about building wealth consciousness. And we're having this amazing conversation, and, she's, and she starts talking about how so many of us are not just energetically aligned to see financial abundance in our life. And a great way that we can get realigned and establish a proper energetic relationship with money is to apologize to money for the way that we previously spoke about money or treated money. You know, she goes on and she actually talks about, which really helped me um, kind of just think about our relationship with our best friends, right? It's an energetic relationship. When your friend is in a good mood, you can feel that energy. And when your uh, friend is in a bad mood or the people close to you are in a bad mood, you can definitely feel that energy. So the way that we see money, the way that we treat money, act with money, talk about men, money, it's all energetic. And it plays a role in actually creating the flow Um, or disrupting the flow that keeps money flowing in our lives or prevents money from flowing into our lives. And so if you think about it, if you spoke to your best friend the way that some of us, myself included, uh, speak to money, it's definitely no surprise that money doesn't show up. Now, when we're trying to be humble, 
quote unquote humble we have to tell ourselves and so many other people, you know, it's not about the money. It was never about the money. Um, we dismiss money all the time. Or we say, you know, money causes so many problems. It's the root of all evil. And for so many of us, money is always stressing us to freak out. And we're afraid and we're not afraid of letting people or money know. So we have this like negative energetic um, kind of connection and relationship with money. And so Christine was talking about a great way to reconcile that energetic flow with money is simply uh, almost thinking about money as a person and writing an apology letter to money. And I'll be honest with you, when I first heard this, I just kind of laughed it off. But when I left that day, I couldn't shake the feeling that I needed to do this. This and so much of what she said just really, really resonated with me. It took me several weeks, actually, to sit down and write the dang letter. Um, And I am going to read you that letter here in a few minutes. But before I do, I actually just want to tell you a little story that gives you a little bit more context into my relationship with money and why this is so important for me. I didn't grow up poor necessarily, but we definitely struggled. And there was, you know, um, that feeling of never enough, right? Always constantly running out and just never enough. Uh, And on top of that, I was really never taught the basics in school or at home, um, like so many other people, on how to handle money. It was just the way it was, no hard feelings there. So my relationship with money was, I guess, toxic to begin with. And as I began to do my work and heal, I was able to objectively, over time, look at my relationship with money. Um, and things really begin to get more clear to me um, based on when I was looking at kind of the root belief systems that I had towards money. And as for as long as I can remember, money, honestly, money's always made me feel stupid. You know, that became so clear to me. And I've always felt inferior to money. So I would get money in my life, not know what to do with it because I was never taught how to handle money. I'd feel stupid for not knowing what to do with it. And then I would feel inferior and then I would spend it as fast as I could because the longer I held on to it, the more stupid I felt. And then when I blew through the money, I would feel terrible. The shame would sit in, swallow me whole, and then I would hate myself. And that was my cycle and my experience with money. So here I am, especially after the NFL, and I found myself living in Canada, basically as a glorified janitor of a church, desperately trying to make more money, but at the same time resisting money because deep down it made me feel stupid. So as you can imagine, if money was a friend in my life, money would feel pretty damn confused. Um, But I remember during this season, I actually got the opportunity, opportunity to... I was in Texas in a, in a local church in the area that I was in asked me to come and kind of t- like share my story, my testimony, whatever you want to call it. And it was a small church. And honestly, there's probably like 45 people there. And I was so excited because this was kind of at the beginning stages of me uh, wanting to speak more and to tell my story and so on and so forth. And I really just went in there, didn't ask for anything. I never asked for anything when I go into a church. Um, and I just wanted to share my heart, you know, and like I said, I never ask anything uh, or for anything when I go into churches, but oftentimes churches will do this thing kind of called a, a love offering. And where essentially after you get done speaking, they would just ask if anybody wants to contribute uh, to me or the work that I'm doing or the speaker, you can just leave an offering, a love offering. And, you know, I've walked away with $100. And then I know there's been times when I walked away with $1,000. You just never know. It is what it is. But during my time at this church, you know, I, I told my story and I gave it all. 
<laughs> all I could. And after I got done speaking, I went to the back of the church and I shook hands with people as they were leaving and just tell them thanks for coming, so on and so forth. And then this beautiful, kind old lady walked up to me um, and told me some of the sweetest things I've ever heard. And she put this little envelope in my hand. You know, if you grew up in the evangelical world or the charismatic church uh, world, then you'll understand what I'm about to say. But if you didn't, you might not. Uh, but she goes on and she says, son, she grabs my cheeks. She says, son, I just want you to know you're anointed to speak and you're good ground to sow into. So I want to sow a seed in your life. And she handed me that envelope and she put it in my hands. Um, and I said, thank you. And she kissed me on the cheek patted me on the shoulder, um, and just walked away, you know, and I shoved the envelope deep down in my pocket, didn't really think anything of it. But in other words, she basically said, you know, son, I love what you're doing. I love your message. I want to partner with you by finance, giving you some finances, uh, so that I can kind of be financially connected to the work that you're doing. Like I said, didn't think anything of it, said goodbye to the remainder of the people that were still in the church. And that was it. And I got in my car that afternoon to leave, and I remember uh, that she had given me that envelope. And so I reached out in my pocket, pulled it out, opened it, and then my heart almost stopped. This woman, no joke, wrote me a check for $10,000. After I double-checked the zeros like 100 times to make sure that I was seeing this number correctly, you know, I wanted to be so excited, like... I wasn't making really any money at this time. She just, I needed money. Um, and she just wrote me a check for $10,000. I wanted to be so excited, but at the same time, I'm not even telling, like, not even lying. Fear swallowed me whole. And that feeling of inferiority and shame just, just hit me like a ton of bricks. I had $10,000 in my hand, but all I could think of was that I had 10,000 ways to screw this up again. Uh, just begin because money has always made me feel stupid. I had no idea what to do with that $10,000. And I know you're probably sitting there like, Caleb, you can just ask somebody. But I was still in that season of life where asking somebody was too vulnerable for me. It made me look stupid. It made me look weak. And I'd rather you know, blow the $10,000 and stay in that cycle of shame than allowing other people to see that, you know, my incompetence or that I didn't have what it takes, right? So when I tell you that my emotional response that I had to this moment, a moment that should have been amazing, but instead I, I literally almost went into a straight on panic attack, I knew something had to change in regards to my relationship with money. That's when I really started to do the work and understanding my relationship with money energetically and uh, really started to get to the root of all the toxic beliefs or the self-limiting uh, narratives uh, that I was telling myself and that I had towards money. And so... That season of life radically transformed, and I'm still working with money, still working on building wealth consciousness and understanding more about this uh, principle. But to going back to writing this apology letter to money, I knew it resonated so deeply to me because it was something that I had to do, right? Because I've blamed money for so many problems in my life for so long. So I was actually speaking in upstate Washington not too long ago, and I had this 45-minute flight to Seattle before I headed back to LAX. And I finally got the courage um, I finally got the courage to sit down and write the letter and I didn't know what to expect, but I definitely didn't expect for the words to flow so effortlessly or the tears that came. I legit cried while writing this apology letter to money. And I just want to take a few minutes to read it to you. So 
I said, dear money, this is long overdue and I apologize for that. For so many different reasons, I never felt like I could reach out to you and I could only imagine what that has made you feel like. As cliche as it sounds, I hope that you know that this has nothing to do with you and everything to do with me. Growing up, you were the only thing, well, you and sex, that we didn't talk about as a family. It seemed like every time you were mentioned and every time that you came into our lives, chaos erupted. My mom's mood would shift and I could still see my dad sitting on the edge of our fireplace telling us as a family that our lives are drastically about to change because he was just laid off and supposedly you were going to stop coming around as much. You caused us a lot of problems. I was young then and so I didn't really understand what was happening. I didn't know that this could be my dad's fault or the world's fault as much as it could be your fault. But deep down I know that I blamed you. We all blamed you for the tension and disruption to our normal scheduled lives. And for good reasons. I mean, (laughs) according to the people in my life, you were the reason why my life is changing and getting harder. You were the reason why we had to move multiple times. You were the reason why my mom was constantly stressed around tax season. You were the reason why I felt so much shame walking out of a store that day after buying a new shirt and then being told by my parents that we didn't have the money for it. You were the reason my dad was always so tired. You were the reason. At least that's what I thought. On top of that, every time you came into my life as I got older, there was a part of me that has always felt increasingly more stupid. You have to understand that as much as I blamed you for this relationship, I didn't know any better. Nobody came along in my life and taught me how to actually have a thriving relationship with you. All I had and all I was left with was what I felt, and I felt it at my core, and it wasn't pleasant. I felt stupid when I didn't know how to handle you. I felt shame for how I did handle you, and I felt immense fear that I would continue to screw up this relationship. And as a result, I resisted you, pushed you away time and time again. But I've also cried out for you and deeply longed for you almost every single day, too. I can only imagine how confusing this has been for you and what this has made you feel like. And I'm sorry. I'm so, so sorry. I know there are no real words that can ever change how I handled this relationship in the past. But I do hope that you forgive me and I hope that you understand that I do know better now. I think part of me needs to forgive you as well. It's not that you did anything wrong, but I've been mad at you for so long. I felt like you've had all the power and you have controlled my life and it's you that's made me feel what I felt. I know that you didn't do anything wrong, but the deep parts of me and my soul believe you did, and I want to release that once and for all. So, friend, I forgive you. For what it's worth, I'm so excited about this newfound relationship that I'm building with you. I know know that you always want to be in my life and that I can never exhaust you because there's always more of you and you have more to give and you want to give, and I can't wait to just receive all of you. I mean, seriously, how lucky and blessed am I to have a friend like you? I know that talk is cheap, but I hope you know that I'll never talk about you again in a negative way. After all, you're one of the most pivotal and one of the most faithful friends that I have in my life. Despite the way that I've treated you, you have still always come back. Looking back, it's so clear that you have always been here whenever I really need you. I've never gone without you in a way that's really, really affected my life. So despite how many terrible things I've once said about you, I hope you know that I'll never think that you're the root of all evil or that it's not about you or that I can live without you or even that I'm not worthy of having you in my life. I'm done with that. So from this point on, this is all about you and me and we're going to build a great life together. And we're not just going to create a life that we can enjoy together, but we're going to create a life that will empower others to enjoy their lives more as well. And as much as I want to keep you all to myself from time to time, As you give more of yourself to me, I know that there's enough to go around. So I need to tell you that as we continue to nurture this relationship back to wholeness and start to see the fruition that I know is possible for us, there are things that I want to do with our friendship. I've itemized it below, but if at any point you want to come along and whisper whisper in my heart how you would like this relationship to evolve, I hope you know that I'm always listening.
Thanks for being so great to me and thanks for not giving up on me. Here's to a new friendship and all the lives we're going to change because of it. Ah. So I say all that because if this resonates with you, um, if you're listening to this and you can feel something with it, I just encourage you to take the time to write your own apology letter to money. It, it really is so incredibly healing. So I also just want to say on behalf of Kara and I that we are so overwhelmed and so thankful for all of you who are listening to this podcast, who have taken the time to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It honestly means so, so much. And on that note, if you haven't subscribed, rated, or left a review, it really does help us so much, and it would be so greatly appreciated. Um, as always, if you have any questions you want to ask, you can actually go to our website, www.caraandcaleb.com. There's actually a submit a question form on that website, and Kara and I will begin to do Q&A episodes here in the new future. And you can also check out the website for any workshops or um, updated podcasts or all the cool things that we're getting uh, ready to do and we're currently doing. You can find all of that on the website. As always, I love you all. I'm rooting for you, and we're in this together. I've got the heart of a hero.